Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome to the Silver Screen Redemption, where we make the movies that Hollywood won't. I'm Brian, Brian Perry. Brian, that was like the best time you've done. That, that was good, so right? Yeah, I'm proud of this you. This is like I think my third time saying the intro. By we the way, switched. I, I am Houston Bodway. Welcome yes. to the podcast, everyone. Thank you. The sensual delight for your ears, <laughs> where we talk about movies and we make you happy for an hour. Exactly. That's my new motto about this. Sure. Because that's how I'm feeling today. And we have a guest today. We sure do. It's it's Bryson. <gasps> Yay! Here's where like we'll cut in some applause or something. <laughs> have, uh, Bryson Alejandro here in the studio here in the Stone Sheba. Thanks for having me. Um, we go way back. We go all the way back to high, uh, middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Listeners, this is the first time we've actually gotten someone who's like actually <laughs> worth something on our show. <laughs> this is Bryson Alejandro. Uh, he's got an IMDb credit. Even oh, tell us a little damn. bit about what your career is like, Bryson. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm just a, a local actor. Uh, nice. I've done a handful of commercials and short films. Uh, I have one fe- independent feature film under my oh, belt. Oh, nice. I know, I know. So uh, I guess to go along with that, what would be my first question? What is your proudest achievement thus far in acting? Oh, man. Uh, getting better. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... That's like a way more thoughtful question answer than we deserve, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I've been, I guess I've acted for a while, like since middle school. Yeah. Since, since. The Bully my, Project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were in a uh, play together. Nice. Great. Um, the Bully Project. Yeah. It was written by uh, our English teacher. Okay. About how it's bad to bully. Well, I could have told you that, but yeah. good for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I've, I've done stage for a lot. I did sketch comedy in college. Uh, and then I transitioned to film uh, shortly thereafter. So I've been doing film for four years, four nice. years. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, for me, at least when it comes to film, it, it's all about like subtlety in yeah. the performances and not being too big or over the top. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like really good at being big and over the top. <laughs> and so seeing seeing like my progress over the years of like becoming a more grounded, more subtle performer uh is really cool changing from like a jack black level caliber to a daniel day lewis caliber uh yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah that's awesome Uh, (laughs) but yeah so i think i think i think it's 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 really neat really cool uh and like even even because my niche is comedy so like in comedy you have to be very versatile and there's different levels of like yeah there is like big over the top comedy um, but I feel like on film, you can, you need to do that in a subtle way. Yes. So you need to have like more control of your, of your instrument or your body, your voice and all that to be able to manipulate it and do what you want it to do without like, like destroying right. everyone's eyes and, and whatnot. So stealing the so, scene when you're not supposed to. Exactly. Kind of Brian, yeah. we need more guests on the show. I, I like know. it when we have like these profound moments of like, Hey, this is a cool observation <laughs> from the world of acting. Like, I love it. Why don't That's we do stuff. this more often? Because we don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. This leads to my second question for you. Is there any project you've done thus far that you would be too embarrassed to show your kids? And do please tell us about it. <laughs> uh, too embarrassed to show my kids? Um, I guess maybe. <laughs> uh, there's two. I mean, there's two different things that I've done. Well, there's a lot of things that I've done, but there's two things where I'm like embarrassed by. Yeah. There's the, like the very low quality, poor written, poorly shot stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't want anyone to see that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and where like I'm not, yeah, I'm not sharing that on Facebook, you know, like it's, <laughs> it, it, because it, 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 it'll be damaging to like my brand and my possibly my career. Who knows, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and no offense to those individuals who made those things. Uh, well, I mean, you but, haven't even said that. I mean, it did so. feel a little offensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, 
So yeah, if you see that I didn't share your thing that I was in, that's why. Uh, <laughs> there's that. There's the low quality like ooh, stuff, but then there's like maybe like the borderline sketchy like content that okay. I sometimes dabble in only because I like I like what the character is or like the character yeah. arc or like the story has a message that like I think resonates with me or like has a message that I think needs to be told. Okay. Um, and so there's those, th- that content where like for some people with morals, they may not enjoy. Yeah. So it still sounds like it's something you can be proud of though. It, like it might not be something you'd want to show to your kids per se, but it sounds like it's an awesome role to be in like a thought provoking role or something. Yeah. 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 So cool. I was wondering if you ever had like a Nicolas Cage level <laughs> acting experience, but it sounds like you've got a good career so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's uh, awesome. Both, everyone you've named so far is still way better than I am. Or and they're making mo- a lot of money. They, they're making loads. So hopefully, I mean, if I could. I'd be fine being one of those. Oh, yeah. If I could know. be Nick Cage making movies, making money. Yo, sign me up. I, yeah. I've already decided Nick Cage is going to be in whatever movie we okay. create today. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Do you still do writing? I do. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't do as much, um, but I, I I guess in recent years, uh, I've written sketch comedy. So a lot, a lot oh, more right. short form stuff. Um, I do write like 30 to 60 second, like commercial spots okay. cool. uh, for some income. And then I've done, I've dabbled in like stand up comedy and stuff. Cool. So some awesome somewhat longer formish um we were just talking before about uh another piece that you wrote back in the day uh it's a beautiful piece a rising sunset a true dream uh and i just let's give it its full grandeur that it deserves for this title rising sunset a true dream by bryson alejandro and it is very high school and it's great uh, oh, it's it's beautiful. It's all in Comic Sans, <laughs> and it is very long. And uh, we were trying to figure out how you, why you gave me a copy of it, and we still don't know. So we don't. Um, I think uh, I just I just for some I just need it to be known that this exists. Like I I just discovered it recently, I, and I'm very excited about it. I want to take one more step with it. I think this should be the title of whatever movie we make today. Okay, Rising Sunset: Colon A True Dream. <laughs> Not to, I you do have it copyrighted here. I see. I don't. So I don't want to like steal too much from you. Hopefully you'll allow it, but we'll see. I don't think we'll go. steal the story because we have. I don't think any of us knows very much what happens in it. You <laughs> no, wrote it a long time ago, I and did. I've only skimmed it. Um, uh, but I think that's a that's a good stipulation that we can we can stick to. Um, we got to jump somewhere though, right? Well, I I think we discussed this. Off air, I don't know if we're throwing Bryson right into the fire pit here, but we wanted to build a movie around you today. Whether that's you being the star, you being a cameo, or somewhere right in the middle. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this. We've got a few hot topics on the Hollywood line today. Sonic is a big thing. (laughs) What's your thoughts on Sonic? And do you think Ben Schwartz is going to be up for the CGI updates? Oh, man. Uh... Honestly, I was like, oh, cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care either way. Yeah. I think it's funny that, like, the internet was so loud that they're going to straight up. Full on changing it, yeah. Yeah, full on changing it. I'm like, dang, because that's a lot of work and a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, And watch the new Sonic look worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's always a possibility. Yeah, Yeah, that he's going to look, like, not as real or, like, weirder i don't know i want to see how many times we could get paramount to change the design of him well like how many times i i'm issuing a command to the world let's just keep making an uproar <laughs> no, about no, it again the movies again <laughs> um the thing i was wondering i saw someone discussing this on twitter and they were talking about like i don't know if this is a good thing right should we let just like random fans just like decide how we make our movies but then they, the, the counterpoint they made to themselves was, but I guess in this case, the whole draw of the movie is, hey, look, that's Sonic. So if it doesn't look like Sonic, that that's 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 one case where I, I kind of can see the, the justification. Did you guys so. either play Sonic growing up? Either of you play Sonic? I played very, li- very little. Uh, I agree. Very little at my cousin's house. Okay, so I guess I'm the only Sonic fan here, so maybe we can jump to the next topic, which is the future of the MC, uh, MUC, MC, Marvel, that one. Really? 
<laughs> Again? A big Marvel movie came out. I think it'd be fun to do a superhero movie with Bryson here. I don't know if you hate superhero movies or if you love them or if you're somewhere in between. But if you were a superhero, what would your superhero ego be? Oh, man. My ego? <laughs> <laughs> your identity, I should say. Okay. Uh, Maybe it is it ego. Maybe you are a, a super arrogant superhero. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't Full seem like you, but you, that's what acting's for. You know what? Uh, what would I? I don't. Even, that's a fantastic question. Something I never even really thought of. Uh, I. I mean, going back to high school, what I always said was, uh, uh I'd be more like a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. Yeah, for sure. Um, like into shapes or things or <laughs> triangles. <laughs> yeah, or triangle man from They Might <laughs> Be Giants. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I yeah. I, I think I think shapeshifter is a direction we can work with. We could. Has yeah. there been a good shapeshifter movie? Like, I Mystique from X Men. She's a character in it, but like, has there ever been like a full feature movie where the protagonist is a shapeshifter? I can't think of one. I can't either. Yeah. I mean, or antagonist that could be either one. I feel like well, it's more likely to have one be an antagonist, right? Yeah, because the immediate one for me on that is the T one thousand from Terminator Two. Because oh. it can shapeshift. I didn't. I didn't know that. Now you know. This is your I mean, Terminator he, history lesson. Like he can for shift between a robot and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is that what it is? No, Brian. Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> the good one in Terminator Two. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I need to see that at some point. Sometimes I don't like. We've talked about it like ten you, times because I feel like I'm teaching children movies here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the only other shapeshifter is Beast Boy. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, from the, Teen Titans. Yeah. Then there's uh, the scroll. Yeah. Captain oh, that's Marvel. true. I don't know. The scroll? Yeah. The Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. I was hearing scroll with an O. Oh, scroll. Yeah. Scroll. Oh, scroll. they totally are. Scroll. Um, uh, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Potter. There is shape-shifting. There's some Polyjuice mm, potion action in there. Yeah. There are any creature. I don't know. I don't think there are any central characters who are like all the time. Well, McGonagall, some animagist. There's yeah, it dabbles there. There, there's some dabbling. I, I don't know why I jumped to this, but there's a movie where this kid, this like 16 year old person, jumps into the body of a different person every day, and it's like this like overly quantum melod- leap. What are you talking about? Quantum leap? It's not no, but that is a good one. That's kind of along the same point. But it's literally this kid wakes up in a different body every day. And he, like, has to learn to live his life. Or it's a she. I don't know. Um, But they fall in love with this girl. And they have to keep coming back to this, like, 18-year-old girl in different bodies. And uh, I don't know. That's, like, the closest thing to shape-shifting. I'll look it up while you guys (laughs) (laughs) discuss other possibilities. Because apparently this is not the way we're going by the looks on your faces. (laughs) Okay. I think it's called Every Day. I think you're absolutely right. I'm Every checking. Day. I've this. seen the trailer. It's interesting. But Wait, did so I watch a movie? it? No. A show? What it's like it? a Every Day. Indeed. Okay. 2018 film. Yeah. Coming of age teen romance okay. film. Sure. Yeah. Um I want to make him my new co-host, Brian. Yeah. You're he, fired. He knows all these things about movies and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if we want if we're building this around you, we need to know like what kind of movies are you into. Like we know oh, man. like a little bit of what you've done career wise, but uh what are just like your movies? Like my movies your, your go-to like so this might be surprising to a lot of people because my my brand is very much like built on like comedy yeah and yes. like that's my niche that's my where my strengths are uh i don't watch many comedies huh uh i probably should yeah but uh, but i don't <laughs> uh but, i mean it depends on how you define a comedy some movies are funny to that's true people. that's true i mean i would say like the room is a comedy not intentionally but <laughs> it is a comedy yeah 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 so so what are you so so that being said <laughs> i mean I, uh, I i like movies with depth and with messages so i guess some of the most recent ones that come to mind are um like black Klansman or okay. eighth grade nice uh, those two i think at least from this last year were like dang yeah um i also really appreciate movies uh 
that like their protagonists or like their a lot of their cast are people of color okay regardless of like the story itself like regardless of culture or where it's set like if it's just a regular movie that literally any person could play it yeah that's where i'm like yo that's what's up uh uh, so I'm hoping that you can give me another example besides Black Klansman or Eighth Grade because I don't think we could have you starring in either of those films. <laughs> well, true, true. Uh, what else? Um, did you guys ever see Lion? I sure Lion. did. I liked Lion. I'm over. I'm over three on these ones. These are these are all on my list of like ones that I like want to see but have not. Lion's great. That's Lion really that's good. a really good one. I'm gonna go out on a limb right now. I think you look like Dave Patel a little bit. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so I think you could just replace him and the world wouldn't know any differently. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Dave. Uh, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> what else? Um, yo, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I've seen that one. I, I know that one. I've seen that one a couple no. times. I witnessed so, like, it. I think, I think that it. It kind of goes like just, just the direction they took it and just like Miles Morales as a character and like also like you know like he is spider-man anyone can be spider-man right yeah. yeah uh and so i think that that i mean that wasn't like a hard driven message but like it was there it was like an yeah. underlying message and i think that's fantastic. anyone can be triangle man yeah is, is exactly right yeah. like and so yeah i think giving or i'm a fan of watching and telling stories of diverse people just because i, like I feel like i mean Looking at all the movies, how many of them are about white men? Most of oh, them. Yeah. Like, it, I yeah. feel like we've seen that story often. Yes. But if we if we like take a common story we know and replace it with like anyone else, it's like oh, it's already that much different. It has a yeah. different flavor. It's more unique. And so I'm all I'm all for that. Yeah. I like that we can have you on this show because it's it gets hard sometimes when it's just Brian and I who are two fat white guys just <laughs> talking about other white people all the time. So I like that we can bring this diversity to We, we try to branch movie. out, but we're just bad at it, frankly. So. We, we try to show diversity and then we end up casting Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pine again. And it's just all oh, the same the every time. The Chris's, yep. <laughs> Okay, new rule for this for the whatever movie we make today. No Chris's. <laughs> no Chris. No one named Chris. I feel like we make that rule more we often. Probably than have. We, yeah. We need one more question for Bryson, which is gut reaction. What is the movie that you watched the most as a kid? <gasps> what I watched the most as a kid? Probably either Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Okay. I don't think Solid. we've done an Indiana Jones movie. I don't think we've done anything with Indiana Jones. That could be an interesting new take on Indiana Jones. Well. Here, here's something I've always found interesting, uh, or not interesting, but kind of funny. Not funny either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always think it's funny how, like, in these adventure archaeology movies, say Indiana Jones or uh, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, how it's always like the privileged white guy who goes and steals sacred relics from an archaeological yeah. site. <laughs> And it's never addressed in the film, but like, yeah, that's kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, where would you want to go if you were on an adventure movie like Indiana Jones exploring oh, the world? Dang. We won't go and steal sacred relics from people, but I yeah. think it'd be fun to go exploring. Uh, I'm more of a jungle guy than a desert guy. Okay. More tropical. Tropical. Do we Sick. go to Africa or South America? <gasps> or both. Dang. Boat ride between the two. That works for me. Are there any tropical? I don't know much about tropical regions in Africa. I vote we go South America because I know something about that one. Uh, here's all I know is that the title of this must be Rising Sunset. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting that. Whatever happens, you are going into the sunset at some point. And I think that is you are uh, starting in Africa, ending up in Brazil, maybe in the Amazon. I do like this idea of going with an Indiana Jones sequel. And what if Harrison Ford gets sick of Shia LaBeouf and needs another protege to follow him in his lead? Uh, Enter Bryson Alejandro. Dang. I think that's I think that's our start. How do you feel? I like it. Okay. Um, Rising. You know what Rising Sun makes me think of now that I think about it? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean three. I want to say the one At where World's they end. Yeah, the one where they flip the boat upside down. Yes. So the. the that's like totally they stole that from you because you wrote this before that movie came out i did and uh <laughs> so, we're taking it back. curse jerry bruckheimer sunset. yeah <laughs> we're, we're taking it back we're making a whole movie called rising Sun. so it's 
It's Indiana Jones and the Rising Sunset. Is that what it's called then? Because if it's going to be an Indiana Jones movie. What if it's a secret Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> we what don't if Harrison anyone. Ford doesn't come in till the end? Do you think oh. that would help with our marketing? Probably not, but I'm demanding or it. <laughs> what if all the marketing is centered on him but then he dies in the first few minutes kind of like like a green lantern thing Didn't they do a, that green lantern i mean yeah but we all knew ryan reynolds was coming in at some point oh, i would right. say more like a psycho situation where you follow the protagonist for a while and then they die spoilers for psycho <laughs> 50 year old movie but just in well, case <laughs> great isn't there a new there's a new psycho thing isn't there pete's motel isn't that a oh, yeah, that's a show thing? yeah yeah so, I, I mean, everyone, Who I knows feel like, should be familiar that, with the spoiler. Either way, Rising Sunset. There has to be some sort of artifact that involves the sun or sun gods. And it's throwing off the equilibrium of the earth. And it's going in reverse direction. So now the sun is rising in the west. And this is a valuable lesson for Indy taught by Bryson to him that hey go put your artifacts back don't mess with them don't mess with people's cultures <laughs> that is something i want from this movie at least <laughs> they, okay at this point we do need to evaluate they are making another indiana jones at this point right oh definitely so we gotta beat them to it we gotta are we gonna make the movie that will make the next their current movie hold on i need to ref- i need to phrase this in a way that will make sense we need to get our movie out first okay we get it out and it makes it impossible for theirs to come out I know that can't happen because we don't have the rights to it at all. But Bryson, how do we do it? How do we get around How much this? have you made from your acting career? And is it enough to buy Lucas films? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can't. Well, we're still going to get the rights one way or another. Let's not worry about that. We'll just assume we've taken Indiana Jones rights from it. Even if we just label it rising sunset and we never call him Indiana Jones in the movie. It's just, but implied. you know, you know. It's Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's got the hat, the whip. He's there. Bryson, what's your signature weapon of choice in this movie? Oh, dang. Because I feel like the whip is Indy's thing, but I think we need to, like, create your character. What is the new modern-day Indiana Jones? Oh, modern-day. Is yeah. it modern? I don't know. Uh, that's not a, modern, I mean, but, a, like, for I mean, that's a question that's generation. A, I think that's a question oh. that's up for debate, though, because... Haven't they moved forward fairly sequentially? And so, like, when you jump 20 years between movies, you jump 20 years in the plot. Yeah. And it's been, what, 10 years since the last movie? So we jump another 10 years. We're in the 60s? Yeah, something like that. Okay. What is 60s (laughs) Bryson Alejandro, Indiana Jones version, looking like? Whoa. Uh, I was going to say it's like, what are those called? The Mace? Mace? The, The like, ball with spikes on it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. A a classic... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Indiana Jones weapon <laughs> works for me. I like this. Um, so with every Indiana Jones movie, there's some. Why so- did he have a whip? I don't know why Indiana Jones had a whip or a gun. Anyway, he whipped Wait, it did, good. Did he ever use his gun? I think. So. Did he just steal other people's guns? No, he definitely had a gun. Here's why. One day he was on set and had like what like diarrhea massively or something. And it was the scene where in Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh, the yeah, samurai yeah. comes out and he's swinging his sword and he's just like, I've had it with this. And he pulls out his gun and shoots him. Oh, you're he right. definitely has a gun into that. He does. Scene. Yeah, that totally. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, but that doesn't explain why he had it. He's an archaeologist. He's a college professor. We know he's not really an archaeologist. I guess. Maybe uh, maybe that's the plot is uh, exposing him. <laughs> and like being like, hey, this guy claims that he's like a professor, but have you ever seen him teach a class? <gasps> Never. That's true. Maybe he was just subbing that one day in the beginning. <laughs> I think there is one point in uh, the newest one where he talks about all these like top secret SSA missions he goes on and like all the stuff he did for the British government, which is weird because he's American, but yeah, like he's going on these like exotic, it can't, share names or identities sort of missions that is definitely not in the job description of a professor so this movie is now indiana jones what's up with him as like the theme of this so we're not going after a relic we're retracing the the unseen one of his unseen adventures okay 
we're taking the evidence of what he has said that he's done. And it's you going and being like, okay, we need to actually check out what's going on with this guy. We need to like, we need to shut him down because he's just, he's obviously not a professor and he's just going around stealing stuff. Oh, how do you feel about this idea, Bryson? I'm going to ruin your childhood for you. Indiana Jones is the bad guy in this movie. Yo, that's what I was feeling. He's <laughs> yeah. the antagonist. I think he's like sort of an unknown. He doesn't like realize like, oh man, I'm doing some bad stuff. He, he, he we understand his motivations, right? Well, we he's can like, redeem him in the end. He's like, yeah, he's like fine. Make him woke. Yeah. Bring him to the new age. Yeah. Um, how, how is, okay. So what is, what is, what is this mission? Like what? It, so obviously it's going to be like something or, or do we, or do we retrace his steps of an actual movie? So it's like Back to the Future style, like going through the events of the first movie, but then it's you going through and doing different things <laughs> to investigate his claims. <laughs> He's going through and actually being the real hero to yeah. these people. <laughs> and then um, we find out that those movies were just propaganda put out by Indiana Jones and his people. <laughs> And we, we cover the whole thing. History Steven Spielberg written, was in on it. History is written by the victors. Yeah. Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are actually terrible, terrible people. This is a <laughs> documentary now. We are unwinding all the truths. Man, this uh, this podcast episode is going like, to be disappeared by someone. who are saying something <laughs> bad about Steven Spielberg. What happened to episode 55? Spielberg got to it. Spielberg burned we- it. <laughs> That video, digital audio media. He burned it. He burned it. <laughs> I can't believe he burned our podcast to the ground. <laughs> Here's a question. What is your favorite of the Indiana Jones movies, Bryson? Uh, I think Temple of Doom. Te- really? Yeah. Is that the one where he rips the heart out of the guy? It sure yeah. is. Sorry, spoilers for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's the one I know the least. That's honestly the one that I like. don't remember that well. I saw it as a kid and freaked me out because he ripped the guy's heart out of his chest. Yeah. Um, that's that's like a like I feel like it's more funny. It's got the little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what was his name? What uh, was his name? Junior. Junior. He calls him Junior. Yeah, he calls him Junior. No, that's no. what Junior is. What, what Sean Connery calls, calls him. Oh. I'll look it up. Dang. Um, it's like shortstop or something like I think that. Shortstop. Right. Yep. Isn't that also the stinky kid on Peanuts? No, that's he's in Goonies. Shortstop. Yeah. I think shortstop is just in all of them. I think he's secretly in every movie. Um, what, what is it about Temple of Doom? Cause I want to like make this familiar to the audiences. Cause if there's anything I've learned from the new Star Wars, we actually just really want to see the same things just updated. <laughs> That's my sarcastic take on it. But, um, He's I think they're short just round, a, short round, short round. And it's the same kid. He's in Goonies playing Richard Data Wang. So who knew? I didn't. Google did. At all. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> I want there to be a certain level of familiarity to this. So what is it about Temple of Doom that really strikes you? The temple. <laughs> and all the doom. <laughs> and all the doom. <laughs> uh, what I remember. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't... There's a bridge. I remember the rope bridge. There's the rope bridge. There's the the slaves. <laughs> There's I'm guessing the, that didn't resonate. There's the, the big bald guy who gets his heart ripped out. Yeah. Maybe he's the. Maybe we like interview his son. There's the monkey is... brains. <laughs> monkey brains. Wow. Is there snakes? I think there's always there's snakes. snakes and lots of bugs. Yeah. I'm getting almost a horror vibe from this, as if that's almost what's the drawing point. Is that it's a little scarier. It is, a little sc- it is scarier. There's the fire, darker. like big torches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if the vibe of this movie is like you know when you go to like a haunted house, but it's like during the day and like the like people who work there like are not acting anymore. That's what I want this to feel like. It's like, like it's going to feel like a movie set. It's going to feel like, Oh yeah, this is the place where we filmed Indiana Jones. But it's going to be you going in and like being like, okay, what happened here? And like you talking to the, the children of the guy who got his heart ripped out and it's, they're like so sad about their dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like the idea that this almost being like a documentary in the world of Indiana Jones. So it's you but, and like a crew like going in and going through and seeing like, Hey, here's how this like village was affected by this temple and all of its doom. And just seeing like how in all of these adventure films, 
there is like a dark reality. Like we always forget of like the innocent bystanders who are just like yeah. thrown to the side, maybe killed off. But there's like some dark truths to like all the shameless killing or violence that goes on in movies. I don't temple. know if this is where you wanted to go, but this is how <laughs> I'm feeling today. Apparently is just making everything awful and cynical. So maybe I'm going to have to step away from this project. Uncovering the truth. <laughs> I, okay. I think that's the vibe in the world. I don't think it's the vibe of our movie, but I think that you're like going in is you're like a hard, you're a reporter and you've got your crew. And I think there's like a comedic relief camera guy and uh, you just go in and like, you're all ready for it to be like, oh yeah, we're going to do this expose on this Indiana Jones, if that even is his real name, which I don't think it is, right? It's Junior. His name is Junior? Because oh, the, the dog was Indiana, that's, as we learned in Last Crusade. But I thought, okay, yeah, sure. Um, but what's his real name then? His name is actually Junior? It's just whatever the dad's name whatever is. Whatever Sean Connery's name is. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones Junior. <laughs> Mr. Jones Junior. <laughs> Um. Yeah, where do we go from here? Here's something to work backwards from. The last scene of Last Crusade is them riding off into the sunset after defeating the whole Holy Grail Temple and the Nazis and whatnot. Our title's Rising Sunset. Yes. it's That image has to be the end, but now the sun is coming up. How... Okay. On a new generation, a new hope. So however dark, however cynical there's, this there's is. There's two suns. We a are. Hope. <gasps> <laughs> what if we did a movie about archaeological digs in Tatooine? Okay. I'm sure they've got Hold some on. fun relics. That whole new angle is actually very fun. <laughs> and I'm willing to throw the rest of it in the garbage. If we can come up with something good here. He did say Star Wars <laughs> was his other movie that he watched. <laughs> um... And normally I wouldn't go into something being like, ooh, let's make the coolest mashup of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. But apparently the cool crossover that we never expected was archaeology on Tatooine. It's very interesting. That I mean, the Kenobi movie that's probably not happening anymore. Oh. There could now be an archaeologist. <laughs> who... That was the most like sad, disheartened, oh, I've ever heard. <laughs> it's very sad. There was so much potential. It was. But then uh, people boycotted Solo and they decided they were going to slow down on making uh, standalone movies. I love how a boycott on Solo still makes millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. I always love when it's like, yeah, Last Jedi was a disappointment at the box office. It was still the 12th highest grossing movie of all time. (laughs) How is that a disappointment? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, and now they're talking that Avatar is never going to be beat. They've just like, they're just like, it just isn't. Right, because people don't go to Endgame's movies like they used pass to. And it like, this week, that people are doubting it. People are doubting. No, mm-hmm. Endgame's gonna pass it. I'm. People were doubting it a week ago. You heard, I have no idea about. Right you now. heard it here, Brian. <laughs> I'm putting a whole Taco Bell meal on this. Okay, Avatar will be beat into second place. I think so too. I hope so. And he knows I the industry, so, yeah. <laughs> so you've lost, Brian. Okay, no, I mean, I mean, I will be happy to to be I'm not proven wrong. Like this isn't my opinion. I'm just saying I read some articles that said it. Um, (laughs) we're gonna prove those stupid writers wrong what I don't get is how Avatar got so big it was just some random movie right it was a novel I mean it's James Cameron so he was it was already the Titanic guy the aliens guy Terminator guy all that um, it was the the 3D 3D was new I feel it was like like a new form of 3D that was Mm -hmm. supposed to be really good it was shot in IMAX there's like a there's like a lot of like little things but nothing that was like it's an amazing movie it's like not. Nah, no I think it was just it. a new theater experience because yeah. I feel like the visual elements were just so Stunning. bonkers from what we Another thing before. that feeds into it is every single ticket to it, like even in a cheaper market like ours, was fifteen dollars. Because it was like a three D IMAX. Like I feel like they cheated. They should be do it on number of tickets, maybe. I did a st- study on this one time for one of my econ classes. Not for th- that specific year, but I did was trying to determine like market budget versus number of tickets sold for movie theaters. Um, And there are like some big movies, like it's always your blockbusters that have exponentially more money Uh than they do tickets for the reason you're seeing them in IMAX or 3d. I would really like to see those numbers for avatar, but that's my nerdy econ discussion. (laughs) Let's get back to archeological star Wars. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, I think we're like at, we're like at a path in the woods or in the desert, either one. I guess the jungle or the desert is, are we going with the expose about Indiana Jones or are we putting 
a space version of Indiana Jones on Tatooine. And I guess it doesn't have to be Tatooine either, right? We could pick a better place, too. There's a lot of different worlds in this galaxy. Where do we go? Where are we feeling? Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk always needs more stuff. I think think that, like, put me over the edge. I was, like, right on the line. (laughs) And I think Kashyyyk put me on the, like, okay, we're going a cool, like, is he a Wookiee? Are you playing a Wookiee? Oh. That's not going to be like great exposure. <laughs> to I'm going to your gurgling noises. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's pretty decent. Um, you're not seven feet okay, tall. Okay, now I'm sold. You're a Wookiee for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm half Wookiee. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever seen yes, half Wookiee. Now we're getting on Silver Screen Redemption level <laughs> movie caliber. Um a half Wookiee. Yeah, you know, we've never seen a half Wookiee. So it's or a hookie, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I think a half Wookiee is just a Wookiee with the the helmet taken off. It's just like <laughs> just like a Wookiee body, but with just like a human head. And it's like, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> like you could speak Wookiee, but you could also speak Common or whatever they speak. Basic. It's probably like a like a dialect of English or Common, whatever it is. Like yeah. it's got the Wookiee grunts to it, but you can still understand it. What's your Wookiee's name? Your Hookie's name. Sorry. Your, your legendary archaeologist Hookie. <laughs> it's probably like Zamir. Zamir? Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good Hookie name. Zamir. Yeah, Zamir. And he's, uh, he's a cool archaeologist. I just, I don't know. What <laughs> I keep going back to that because it's like still so weird to me to think. What even is that? Well, I think he's trying to find like. This is just spitballing here, but he's probably trying to find ancient relics of the Wookiee Jedi from long, long ago. Sure. Like uh, uh, Lobaka or... Yeah, uh, trying to find the ancient other scrolls examples I can think in of. the Wookiee language. He's trying to bridge the gap between how Wookiees have been kind of isolated from the rest of the world um, and the Jedi Council. I don't know when this movie takes place. Is this in... Like episode seven through nine territory? Is this before the prequels? Is it somewhere in the middle? I feel like it has to be after episode four. And here's why. He was inspired by seeing the award ceremony on Yavin 4 that Chewbacca did not get a medal. Okay? <laughs> and so he was like, I want I want my people to be Because they definitely understood. televised that ceremony. Yeah, it was. To the whole world. To the whole Rebel Alliance, anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm, and they, mm-hmm. his family was proud rebels. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, wait, I was just, a, he was just a, as much a part of, yeah. Everything wears his medal. They saw the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. No medal for R2. I mean, he gets like a whole award ceremony in the first, like, Phantom Menace for oh, saving the ship. For... But then gets pushed to the side in New Hope. Huh. Because he's he's not doing his job. But Solo, for his doing his Solo job. already touched on droid rights. So now sure. it's about Wookiees. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Wookiees. Or Hookies. Hookies. Um,. That's what? true. There's a whole race of hookies. Yeah. That we never knew about. Yeah. And they're not accepted by humans or Wookiees. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. They're like the half elves of this world. Yeah. They're hated by both. And he goes to find archaeological archaeological evidence that hookies are real? <gasps> Were there? Uh are <laughs> I don't know why I said real, because he's definitely a thing. <laughs> Or that in the past, humans and Wookiees lived a lot much closer together, right? That there was like this ancient civilization that was humans and Wookiees living together in harmony. But everyone was like, no way, that doesn't happen because they're so different. Mm-hmm. But you could prove, oh, no, I found this ancient relic city or whatever. I feel like whatever that thing is not as important as like anything. Else. Like, isn't that true of like any of the Indiana Jones movies where it's just like, yeah, there's it's like the Holy Grail, but like doesn't matter that it's the Holy Grail. It just kind of matters that people want it. <laughs> I I have a thought. I think this is going to fit thematically with what we're trying to accomplish. Okay. One of the big themes from Last Jedi, which I think is the direction of Star Wars, is moving on from the past. Kill it if you going have to. Toward, kill it if you have to. Going towards the future. I think at this point, Chewbacca has obviously left Kashyyyk. There's been problems with the planet. Hookies are a very... As we can see in the holiday special. Yes, hookies are obviously like a dying breed, a, a near extinct race. Uh, Wookies, not far behind. This is a guy who spent his whole life being an archaeologist, finding these past relics. He has to learn through the 
course of this movie to move on to the future, but taking the lessons from the past to move forward. And I think it ends with creating a new Kashyyyk 2.0 somewhere. <laughs> it's just Kashyyyk, but with four wise. With four wise. <laughs> Kashyyyk. He finds the scattered tribes of the Wookiee and the Hookie clans, and they make a new civilization. And what's that? Two suns rising off in the distance. They found the secret oasis of Tatooine. Wow. Where they're establishing a new Wookiee hookie. There's just a comic. huge jungle. We've only ever Whoa. seen one half of Tatooine. We're going to see the other half. It's a total jungle. <laughs> he only learned about it because of his archaeological digs in Tatooine. He took the lessons from the past for okay. a brighter future. Perfect. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I want like to have one big set piece in this movie. What would you want to see more than anything from this Wookiee archaeological Star Wars movie? Set piece? Ooh, a mural. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Is it just like they go to a mural and they find it? Or do you want like some action scene around it? I don't know if we're or talking about the same thing. Just... I don't think we're talking about the same thing when we say set piece. <laughs> Explain set piece the way you are thinking about okay, it. Okay, the way I'm interpreting <laughs> it is like, okay, there's a set piece in uh, Captain America Civil War, which is the airport fight scene. Like, mm. it's all based around that airport, and they're all going around fighting each other. I mean, like, a set piece in the sense of, like, there is something happening here. Like, it takes place somewhere. It is a scene within this set. Does that make sense? Or I am see. I still going I in see. circles? <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> Um, in that case, let's do it. It's like a, I don't know. It's like an ancient looking skate park. Oh, <laughs> yes. You saw on, on Kashyyyk or on Tatooine. Those are sort of our, mm. or is it a planets. middle planet somewhere? Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously it's not, they're not skateboards, but like, it looks very much like, dang. it's basically skateboards. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. basically like hoverboards. I don't know what else. So like a chase scene, maybe, maybe a chase scene or. Some sort of, yeah, some sort of battle. Um, what if it's just a skate-off? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a, just a Wookiee-hooky human skate-off. It's just rad. It's just, they're making some... They're just shredding it. Shredding it on the dunes of Tatooine outside the the Oasis limits. Yeah, I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> Love this it. This is a sick movie. What's our, <laughs> our uh, ham-fisted mandatory cameo in this movie? I mean, Chewbacca's the easy one. But yeah. I mean, C-3P and R2-D2 have to be in it. Okay, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, they're just shredding it. <laughs> <laughs> we find C-3PO's true talent. <laughs> no, I think I think we get to see some funny R2-D2-like moves, you know? He's yeah. got his little blast... What are they called? Jets? His little jetpack thing? What if he has, like, a secret skateboard that comes I mean, out we don't of know the that he doesn't, feet. yeah. He could, for all we know. And C-3PO is like... You know, reminding everyone to wear their helmets and yes. and el- elbow pads and stuff. Yep, yep. He's the mom on the park. Yeah. And I just, I actually, I actually don't need this to connect to the rest of the plot at all. Like, I, I just kind of, this could be like the short in front of the movie for all I care. I just really <laughs> like it. I just like this charming scene of everyone hanging out at the skate park. It's an after credit scene that plays over the whole credits. Okay. Like, it's yeah. not attached to the movie, but like in order to watch all the names instead of sitting there and looking at the black screen, waiting for the next Marvel villain to show up. It's just playing the whole time. And we're watching these fun skateboard tricks. I feel like that used to be a bigger thing in credits. I feel like it's not anymore. Like it used to be a thing to just have stuff playing. It was a very nineties thing. Yeah. I think I liked it. I did too. Is there anything else we need to add to this movie? I like that. We are (laughs) totally not thinking about like the normal star Wars, like credits and how they (laughs) always go exactly the same every time, you know, They've run out of plot ideas, I'm convinced, because they keep just making a new Death Star. It's their whole, like, their whole shebang at this point. So I just want to look at life in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Maybe this is documentary style. This is following Zamir. That was his name, right? Zamir, yeah. Zamir on his quest to find a new colony for the Wookiee Hookie civilization. It's charming. I just think it's charming. (laughs) And it just it just gets right to your heartstrings, and uh, Academy Award winning documentary. And it's called Rising Sunset: A Star Wars Story. Yes, <gasps> colon and true dream. Colon and true dream. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Wait, uh, is there a love interest? Oh shoot, there's got to be. 
Ooh. Tell us about the love interest. <laughs> oh, man. You know, they say when you have a great idea, you just volunteered to make it up on the spot. Oh. Um, uh, is it a human? Is it a Wookiee? Is it another Hookie? Mm, what is it? Maybe is it's... It none of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like a... Is it a, a He-Walk? Half Ewok. <laughs> a He-Walk. Or a She-Walk. A She-Walk. It's definitely a She-Walk. It's a She-Walk, for it's sure. It's definitely a She-Walk. Wait, so, wait, does that just mean a female Ewok, then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we, where we ended up on our nomenclature. Uh, a She-Walk. It's a She-Walk. She's, like, human height. Okay. But an Ewok. Um, there is a scene at the end of uh, episode seven that it looks like there is a giant Ewok in in the background, and it is not. And I know that because I tweeted at that one guy, Pablo, whatever. Who is he? He's like the head of the story team at Lucasfilm. I okay. tweeted at him. Pablo. Like, Pablo. I can't think of it. We know name. Pablo. Um, I was like, is this a giant Ewok? And it's not. He tweeted at me exactly who the character was. Damn. It's like, oh, no, it's this like lizard guy. But... Uh, <laughs> But like you see his outline, okay? Like I'm gonna draw it in the in the air with my hands, so you guys can see it. Our listeners won't, but uh, it's just imagine like going up, and then it looks like you have like the big round ears, okay? And then it comes over like this, right? And it looks like an Ewok, right? But really, what it is, those are big eye stock things. Not it's a lizard in Ewok clothing. Yeah, probably. Um, Anyway, that's my brush with fame with Pablo. Who's the the Shewok? What's the Shewok's name? Uh. They have names. Yeah, they have names. Wicket. Lumiere. 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 Lumira. 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 Is she very bright, I imagine? Uh, she has very big, beautiful eyes oh. that shine in the night. That's very poetic. Does she also like to skateboard? Uh, you know it. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think I already knew the answer to that one when I asked it. Um, she also has a scooter. Oh, that's her fun take on what it. What if they all just have scooters? I feel like I ruined the mood. You Let's did, wrap you up. Did. We were so excited. <laughs> or her, her. She used to have a scooter, but then like the what's the the, like, the handle, the handle, the stick. the stick part, like got broken off by some evil creature, and now she just has to skateboard with her scooter. Can I add one last thing? It gets broken off by this evil creature who's chasing her. But what's that? There's a secret lightsaber in the handle. She pulls it out. Oh. She is. The new modern age, hook, uh, Shewok Jedi. We've never had any kind of Ewok Jedi. Yellow Saber? Okay. Yellow Saber, yes. I have another thing that I need to throw into this because it works symbolically. It's not, this image in your mind is not going to work at first, but just think about it, okay? Wookiees love pogo sticks, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wookiees love pogo sticks, okay? Um, And humans love skateboards, and so a scooter is a combination of the two. And that that's like the real hooky thing to do is to play hooky and ride scooters around. And I just I just needed you guys to know that I was thinking about a Wookiee riding a pogo stick. Uh, and that's that's all there is to it. That's cute. I want the last thing I need is who is playing the Shewok and who is directing this movie? Who just comes right to your mind as perfect for this? Oh, man. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Okay. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. Right? Really? <laughs> when you said Zoe, my first thought was Zoe Deschanel, which is a weird... <laughs> I mean, there's... I don't think... They're, I think they're equally weird picks, but Zoe Saldana is great. Well, she's got to be in another space franchise. Yeah. She's in Guardians. She's in Star Trek. She's got to get the... She's the an triangle avatar. Of space. She's an avatar. Yeah. She's got the space square. Yep, 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 Uh, This will do it. And then directed by... Oh, dang. Uh, Javier Bardem. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Is this his directorial debut? You know it. I love that. I want to see a Javier Bardem movie. That seems like an instant Oscar winner. I don't know why I assume he also directs. Does he not? I don't think so. I guess because he's in that really artsy one about the the paraplegic. I watched it in a class once, and I liked it. And it felt so artsy that for some reason I thought... He directed it. Anyway, cool. I mean, most people know him for No Country for Old Men or... Right. Uh, not, not The Sea Within, I think it's called. The Ocean Inside has a different name. In definitely not Spanish. that one. Um, anyway. Um, great. I think, well, I think we wrap this think up. That's our movie. there's any last demands that just need to be expressed <laughs> at this point. Oh, man. Let's 
Please have like a musical number in there. Of course. Yeah. That know. was a given. <laughs> it, the, it's rising sunset. Like you're not going to pass on a musical number at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Wookiees can definitely dance. I mean, Wookiee, we know Wookiees like music because the whole, the only Star Wars musical we've had so far is the holiday special that takes place on Kashyyyk. So it fits. Yeah. Canonically. It fits canonically according to the record. So, uh, Perfect. Thanks for being with us, Bryson. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and plug where people can find you, what they can expect from you with future projects, projects they should go and watch and see and love? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Nice. Uh, nice. My handle's at Bryson Alejandro. Uh, and I post s- somewhat <laughs> often. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I'm sure it's a delight when you do. Yeah. Hopefully it's entertaining. I try to make it entertaining and fun for people. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, look look for just some fun stuff in the next decade or two. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, yeah. You can find him on IMDb. He's there. He's famous at this point. That's right. I don't have a picture yet. It's just the little gray <laughs> rectangle, but I mean, they're, I'm there. These people listen to podcasts. They're used to not knowing what people look like. Beautiful. So, yeah. Beautiful. I don't think we have a picture anywhere on our website or nope, anything. Nope, so not important. No one has any they idea. They don't need to see it. Well, most listeners do because they know us personally. <laughs> um, cool. You can find us uh, at silverscreenpod.com. Uh, I've got links to all our social stuff there, but it's at Screen Redeem on Twitter and then at the Silver Screen Redemption on everything else. Um, and I want to give a special shout out to the Stone Sheba, who's yes. always so nice to let us be a part of their network. And we uh, don't remember to talk about them most of the time, but you're great. But and they're great. Thanks for letting us be in your studio. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and wrap up. I am Houston Bobley. I'm Brian Perry. And I'm Bryson Alejandro. And whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.